Good Friday morning, my friends. Thank you so much for hanging in there with me this week and for uh, moving along with us into our study of Luke's Gospel. Uh, Today we encounter uh, one of the uh, most profound, I believe, uh, because of the content of this passage and most familiar passages in all of the scriptures Uh, This morning we're going to be reading Luke's account of the foretelling of Jesus' birth uh, and the angelic announcement to Mary. Um, And this is a beautiful, beautiful scripture. And there are some beautiful things that take place in this encounter and in the midst of this conversation between Gabriel and Mary. Um, But it is a very familiar passage. And I think there's several things uh, that we risk (laughs) as we're studying familiar passages. First is just simply uh, the attitude that we can embrace that says, oh, I know that story. Uh, I've heard that before. And it might be easy for our spiritual sensitivities to go dull uh, when we're studying passages that we know well. Um, But we would pray as we go into our study today and into our Uh, examination of this passage that we would have fresh eyes and willing spirits to see and hear something new from God in the midst of this very familiar account. Um, Familiarity uh, sometimes dulls our sensitivities. I don't believe that has to be the case. I think if we continue to treasure every word of God and uh, if we go in with the posture of a willing, uh, a willing spirit and a willing heart every time we open the Word, even the most familiar passages, uh, God can um, open them to us in new and fresh ways so that our uh, spiritual insight into His Word, even passages we're very familiar with, uh, can continue to grow as His Spirit uh, unfolds the Word before us. Isn't that the beautiful thing, too, about the Word of God is that even passages we know well continue to teach us and continue to be avenues for new insight and understanding as the Holy Spirit teaches us through His Word. And so today, uh, we encounter a familiar passage, but we want to come with an unfamiliar readiness uh, to learn something new and to allow the Word to speak in a fresh new way. Let's pray as we get started today. Heavenly Father, we love you. Uh, Lord, um, it's another Friday and we've made it through the week and you have been so faithful to us. Father, as we prepare to study your word today, uh, we just lay all that we are at your feet. Um, We lay our preconceptions. We lay the challenges of the week behind us uh, at your feet. We pray that no distraction of the enemy would keep us from what you have for us today in your word. Help us to study with ready, willing, and open hearts. And then we might be receptive to what you want to say today. Jesus, it's an encounter with you that we desire. And we know that we can have encounters with you through your word because your word is alive and active. It is still speaking. And Father, we want to come today ready to hear from you. So prepare our hearts, we pray in your name. Amen. All right, we're going to move into Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. And here's what Luke writes. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. 
The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. This profound and beautiful announcement uh, in my mind is perhaps one of the most, um, it is, in biblically speaking and theologically speaking, the most important announcement in the entire uh uh, Bible, um, because it announces the birth of Jesus, our Redeemer and Savior. And um, as we unpack this passage, there is so much going on, and there's so much to make note of. Um, but one of the things that I always treasure, and uh, today it moves my heart as well, is the humble and beautiful and receptive spirit of Mary. She's so attentive to the words of, of the angel bringing this announcement. And she's so attentive to the moment. She gets it. She is in this important supernatural moment. And she is rightly processing and rightly working her way through this very um, meaty and weighty announcement. And um, so as the passage begins, we get some details uh, we find out that uh, Elizabeth is now six months into her pregnancy, and just before this account we read yesterday, this the foretelling of John's birth, and so now we're we're a, a ways along in that story, and uh, once again Gabriel, uh, the angel who stands in the presence of God in heaven, uh, was sent to make this announcement to Mary. Now uh, the details are important. It says that she was a virgin. She was betrothed, she was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, uh, a descendant of David. Uh, also an important detail, uh, the Messiah would come through David's line. And uh, we find out uh, Mary's name, and then Gabriel approaches her, and he approaches her in a very positive way. He says, greetings, you who are highly favored, <laughs> the Lord is with you, and uh that's not something you would expect uh, for an angelic being, I'm sure, in full uh, display of their uh, angelic um, beauty uh, speaking to you and calling you highly favored. Uh, and Mary is understandably stirred up by these words and wondered what kind of greeting was happening here. <laughs> uh, if she knew her Bible, and I suspect she did, uh, she would have seen other biblical accounts from the Old Testament, the Old Covenant of angel encounters with people. 
but uh, the angel realizes that Mary's spirit is stirred and, uh, and she's a little nervous about this encounter. And he says, right away, don't be afraid. <laughs> this is not something to be fearful of. You have found favor with God. And um, I think that probably opened the door a little more for Mary to be receptive to what was happening here. Okay. All right. So I'm not in trouble. <laughs> and uh, he continues and by saying, you're going to give birth to a baby. And that baby is going to be very special. Um, you're to call this baby Jesus. And he will be great. And he will be called the son of the most high. Okay, <laughs> the Lord will give him the throne of David. Hmm. Now, if Mary knew her scriptures, and again, I think it's a safe bet that she did, um, she would know that the Messiah, the anointed one of God, would be from the line of David. Okay, he'll be uh, given the throne of David. And he's going to reign over God's people forever. And his kingdom will never end. Never-ending kingdom. That sounds like Messiah. Uh, And she's processing, we can see in verse 34, she says, how will this be? I'm still a virgin. She's trying to do the math here. You're telling me I'm going to have a baby. Yes, I'm engaged, but I am still a virgin. We're not engaging in marital love yet. And the angel continues, well, here's how it's going to happen. The Holy Spirit will come on you. This is a supernatural thing. The Spirit's involved. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. God's power is going to envelop you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. This is a miraculous birth. This is a, this is a supernatural birth. This is no normal child. <laughs> uh, this is the Son of God. And then he brings Elizabeth up and says, even your relative Elizabeth is going to have a child. Talk about a promise. Elizabeth, who had been barren most of her adult life, desperately praying for children, was now pregnant in her sixth month. And so Elizabeth is receiving a promise from God. And her son would play a great role in the redemptive story uh, as the one paving the way for Jesus' ministry. And so, and, and so the angel is telling her, you're receiving a promise, but others around you uh, are part of this narrative. And uh, I love Gabriel's words to her in verse 37. He says, uh, for no word from God will ever fail. God's promises are trustworthy and true. His word can be trusted and his word will not fail. Um, And then Mary does some more processing as we move into verse 38. She says, I am the Lord's servant. Don't you love the humility and and the sweetness of soul that allows her to say that? And uh, then she continues, may your word to me be fulfilled. Let God's will be done. (laughs) I will not stand in the way. If you say that this is what God will do, then I will trust it. And I love her simple and remarkable faith there. I will trust it and may God's will be done. Um, There's much for us to learn here. I love the promise of God that emerges through these words. The Messiah is coming. His kingdom will never end. As we go into the weekend, my friends, may we be reminded that our king is on the throne and he will be forever. 
The living Christ is in charge. He is sovereign over all. There is no challenger to his throne. His power will never end. His promises will never fail. What a great way to enter the weekend, standing on these true and precious promises from the word of God. And may we likewise have humble hearts as God speaks into our lives the truths of his promises for us. And as we discover and continue to rediscover our purpose, uh, our godly purpose, uh, and, and, and God's purpose for our lives uh, at this stage of our journey, uh, may we treasure it and may we humbly receive it into our lives as the gift of God for us. Uh, not something that we have uh, any control over. Uh, we have purpose because God gives us purpose. And may we live into his purpose for our lives, much like Mary, receptive to what the Lord wants to do, uh, praying that his will would be done in and through us. My friends, thank you so much for hanging out today. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will catch up again on Monday morning.